Hello, this is Robbie Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to mention that there is a thunderstorm going on outside. So if you hear any craziness going on, that's more than likely what it is. Um, yeah, so today's movie is Avengers Endgame. And this is the, as far as I know, anyway, this is the final Avengers movie. I don't know if they have any more planned, but... I mean, it definitely wraps up the first three phases of the MCU movies. So this is the 22nd film, I want to say. Um, and it's basically the continuation of Avengers Infinity War. It's the, the second half of that story. Uh, but really, it's a culmination of everything that's taken place since the first Iron Man. So this movie, uh, where we last left off, um, Thanos had succeeded in getting all of the six infinity stones and he snapped his big fat fingers in that infinity gauntlet and he got his wish half of all living creatures in the galaxy just disappeared basically just became dust and just floated off into the air um and so when we open this movie and it opens quick, like there's no like little fanfare, there's no like build up. It's just you see uh, Clint Barton, who was not in Infinity War. He's out there with his family at the the house that we've seen. Uh, we saw it in what was it, Civil War, I think, or no, Age of Ultron. Anyway, he's there. He's outside with his family. He's shooting arrows. He's teaching his daughter how to how to shoot a bow and arrow. And his wife's out there, you know, making a picnic and the kids are running around and all of a sudden he starts walking around and you realize that this is what the event that happened in the last movie it's happening here as well at the same time you know so then all of a sudden his family just disappears um and he's looking around yelling like where or you know he's yelling for them and that's how the movie starts and so we basically see how the world is left with you know half the people gone half the population gone and how everyone's coping with it um and the movie deals with you know trying to fix that trying to get you know back at thanos um and there's just a lot going on in this movie so we'll we'll go through it um all but before we get into that sam what did you think of avengers endgame i absolutely loved this movie I think this is the best in like a series of movies um, or like a franchise. Usually like the sequels aren't ever as good as the first one. This is one of those rare times where the last movie is just as good as all the other movies. If not, maybe a little better. It's like one of my favorite Avengers or Marvel movies. Um, because it's the last one to wrap up all these Avenger movies that we know of, they answered every single question pretty much. They didn't leave you hanging. They ended it with like, and like with a pretty little bow on top, right? Like they closed out every, every storyline from this, um, three phase adventures of uh, Avengers. Cause of course it goes, it's going, continuing with Dr. Strange and, um, Spider-Man and everything else after all the new one uh, characters that were added here in the late phase. But your originals, like your Iron Man, Captain America, like um, 
Thor. Thor, yeah, like Hulk. they wrap up those stories. They don't leave you hanging. They don't leave you without any questions, with any questions unanswered. So I really appreciate that. Um, this whole movie, I remember thinking in the beginning, like, how is this gonna work? Like, because in the beginning, they kind of get to a spot where they think that well okay we already talked about we're gonna give spoilers away right well we gave spoilers away for the previous movie it's up to you if you i don't want to give spoilers away for this movie but well it's hard to talk about it then so for okay i'll talk about how emotionally invested i was in this movie because i was so emotionally invested in all of the characters that were involved in this movie i was crying pretty much the whole movie so i know like in the beginning i started crying when Barton sees his family, like, disappear. Because um, I forgot about him. I forgot about him, like, when the snap <laughs> happened. Yeah. And you didn't, I didn't really think about what was going on. And then I just thought about, like, imagine that feeling. Like, thinking, like, holy crap. Like, your whole family is just, like, has just disappeared. Like, no answers. So, of course, you're freaking out. So, that, that was the beginning of this movie. So, it was just so heavy. Throughout the middle part of the movie, it was very fun very entertaining like funny they still find like find ways to make this movie like super funny even though it could be serious or sad really sad at times um so marvel just did a great job at just balancing all your emotions in this movie um and then there is a battle scene at the end a huge, the biggest battle scene we've all been waiting for. And again, it was perfect. Like, you get to see all the heroes showcase their talent um, and help each other. And then, of course, you have, there's always, like, a like a call out to all the female uh, heroes. And that made me cry. Because <laughs> um, I remember, uh, what was it? Well, I guess Avengers Infinity Wars. Um, yeah, they kind of had something similar. They kind of had something mm-hmm. similar to that, and that made me cry because I think <laughs> who was it? Was it the Scarlet Witch who was cornered or something? Yeah, she was fighting one of the one of Thanos's hench women during, and during she, the big battle. And she says, "You're all alone" or something like that. And then and then you so, have um, she, and they said deny and uh, some other Black of the Widow. Female, yeah, Black Widow. She's like she's not alone, and you yeah. see like the female heroes have her back, and so. Um, and this battle, it's Captain Marvel. Spider-Man tells Captain Marvel, like, I don't, he looks at the whole battlefield and he tells her, I don't know how you're going to get this through there. Like, it's crazy. Like, he could barely do it, right? And you see um, all the female characters, like, come up behind her and be like, oh, no, she has help. So it's just amazing. It's just an amazing movie. Um, I don't know what else to say without giving spoilers away. I mean... It's just one of the best movies, one of the best endings. I know people say like, oh, I wanted more. I don't understand what more you could want from this movie. I've heard people (laughs) say that. Um, Yeah, what more could you want? In fact, I would say some people might complain that there's too much because you get like that screen is full at the end of the movie. mm -hmm. Like it's full of. Yeah, I don't know what more people would want because. Like I said, they wrapped up every storyline they could. They showcased almost every character um, as quick, you know, as much as they could. You know, it's a 
a long movie, a lot going on. Um, yeah, I just don't know what else anyone would want from this movie because I feel like Marvel did it. They they nailed it. This was perfect. Like they had all of us emotionally invested for all these years, and I feel like that really had all of us Marvel like fan movie fans like really tied up and invested in this last movie and it really paid off I feel like like especially after Avengers Infinity War and everyone was like devastated and like freaking out like what's gonna happen like this movie was perfect like it just it gave us everything we needed and more I feel like so it was really sad seeing um the Black Panther what's his name Oh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Like, they show him with the shining light behind him. And I was just like, ah. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was really sad. But, um, but yeah, I love this movie. And even when we saw it in the theater, I remember telling you, like, I want to see it again. And even now, like, seeing it, like, this weekend, I want to see it again. Because <laughs> it was just such a good yeah. movie. And it just gives you a good cry, you know, if you care about them the way I did. So, but, um. And it's, again, it's just entertaining and fun, and you had to have seen all of the Marvel movies up until now to really enjoy this movie the way I did. If you don't care about the purpose of fighting and all this action, then sure, you could see this movie on its own and still be entertained, but to really understand why and what's going on you had to have seen most, if not all, of the Marvel movies up to this point to really get it. Um, because this movie just has so many callbacks. Callbacks to so many, like, origin movies and Avenger movies. So there's just there's just no way you would understand this movie without seeing the previous Marvel movies. So I really do think this is one of the greatest Avenger movies, and so I, I recommend it to everybody. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a like a love letter to all the fans that have, that were have watched all these movies. They really stuck the landing on this, and I think it's obviously the the writing, the acting, but I also think the Russo brothers, the guys that directed this movie, and they directed Avengers: Infinity War, and they directed the the second two Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. I think they really got the feel for what people wanted to see. And um, and that's why again we mentioned this before, but because these these Russo brothers they worked on like Community, they are, in every one of those movies that they've directed they always ha- happen to like um, uh-huh. have a cameo from like a Community cast member or two. So this one you get to see uh, Yvette Nicole Brown who was Shirley in uh, Community, and also um, uh, what's his face um, Chang. What was that's the actor's name? I don't remember. Uh, Ken, uh, Ken Jeong, uh, but he doesn't have any lines. He's just in the movie. But anyway, it's just funny to see those, those two. But yeah, this is definitely, you know, like other movies we'd say like, oh, you don't have to have watched anything. You're not the one. I really think to enjoy this movie, you have to have been a, a fan. You have to have been like watching all of these from start to finish because it really is like a big payoff. All of these characters, like you said, callbacks to the first Iron Man, callbacks to the first Captain America, like, and even it's funny because so I'll, I'll break it down. This is is a three hour movie, so it's a long movie, 
but it doesn't feel long. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like you're you're never bored. You're never like, Ugh, how how long is this movie gonna take? Because never. it's basically a movie told in like three acts. So the first act is the aftermath of Thanos's snap. You know, like people dealing with half of all life being gone, half of the the X uh, the X Men, half of the Avengers being gone. You know, like there's a lot of characters that <laughs> that are were lost at the end of Infinity War. You know. Um, and it's all the Avengers kind of the remaining ones, you know, grieving and dealing with, with what they did wrong, you know, how they failed. And, you know, it's a big loss for everybody. And they're just, they're just, you know, um, down on themselves because it's like, we failed, you know? Um, so that's like the first third of the movie. And then you basically, um, uh, I'm gonna say it because I know you. I know we said not no no spoilers, but I'm, I don't think this is a spoiler really because you know something's gonna happen to kind of reverse what happened in the last movie, and so we get um, Ant Man comes back into the scene. Uh, if you remember, and this is where those two movies, Ant Man and Wasp and uh, Captain Marvel, kind of fit in because I know for me I was like, why are we watching these movies in between? infinity war and um end game i was i mean i knew there was a reason i knew they had put those in there for a reason and you get to see why those storylines are actually really important i know you said like ant-man and wasp wasn't really important of a movie but i was like it is though the because no but the whole explanation of the quantum realm oh, and that van and yeah, all of that yeah. ties into this movie and the same thing with captain marvel you have to know who this person is and where you know why how they're so powerful in order to understand how she comes into the movie because she's barely in this movie, but when she's in there, it all ties into who she is as a character. And so if you don't know anything about Captain Marvel, you're going to be like, what? (laughs) Why is she so powerful? But anyway. She's so badass. Yeah, she's super cool. But anyway, so that's the first third of the movie is them kind of just dealing with it. And then all of a sudden, Ant-Man makes an appearance and he has this idea of how they can fix everything and so then the second third of the movie is <laughs> the second third of the movie is probably the most fun part of the movie because that's like the trip down memory lane so we get to basically revisit oh, in this yeah. like whole time travel thing this whole time heist as he calls it <laughs> we get to revisit the first avengers movie like literally it's it's like, it's like 2012 new york and and that's the year the movie came out and so it's like you're seeing the same scenes, you know, all the the same chatter. It's almost like it reminded me of so much of Back to the Future when, you know, Back to the Future Part 2, when they go back again to 1955 and they're watching themselves when they were there. And he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do this. Okay, okay. So he's like timing it all. That's exactly what it is. And it's funny because this movie is very, you know, self-aware. So they make reference to Back to the Future. And, and there's even a a scene where uh paul rudd's character um scott lang he's trying to explain this time heist as he calls it to robert downey jr you know tony stark and he's like no it'll work as long as we follow the rule the rules of time travel and he's like you know no messing with uh things from our past uh no betting on sporting events and robert downey or tony stark's like i'm gonna stop you right there are you telling me you're getting your information from or your your whole big plan is from back to the future and he's like no (laughs) yes (laughs) so it's it's funny because it makes reference to all these like time travel movies and the way hulk and 
all the like nerdy people in the movie explain it. They're like, no, that's that's not how it works. That's not how time travel works. So they keep like making fun of everybody. Like, why does everyone think that? So then Paul Rudd or Scott Lang's like, so you're saying Back to the Future is just bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many references to movies in this um to this movie. Um or in this movie, I should say, but which I love because you know I, I'm a big movie nerd and making references to stuff. Um, so yeah, there's that this whole time travel thing element, um, and then there's the whole um, like I said, it's almost like a, a best of clip or you know like a, a, a what do you call it like a, montage a montage well not a montage but it's like one of those clip shows where you're you're watching all your favorite clips of things so it's you know you get to see uh the event the first avengers movie from a different perspective which in that scene itself it it kind of branches off into the the show loki which if you watch that show you'll see oh yeah so um and then you get uh to see what is it guardians of the galaxy at least the beginning (laughs) where uh star lord's dancing and singing to uh, come and get your love but you see it from other from another perspective which is hilarious and then you also get to see uh, what was it Thor, Thor Dark World, which is kind of funny because that's one of the most like the worst rated of all the MCU movies. <laughs> and yeah, they're like, yeah, we're gonna take you back to that movie. So, but like you said, it's it's so emotional and it's funny. Um, and then the third part, the third act of the movie is the like you said, the big battle finally between Thanos and like his army and all the Avengers. And it's just this reunion of like all the, the characters that we've met up until this point. And you just see them all spill out on the screen. And it's crazy. It's, it's like every comic book nerds dream come true. Like to see all these characters on the screen together. It's, it's amazing. Um, and everyone, like you said, everyone gets a cool thing that they do. Like, Oh, there's, you know, Drax going crazy, like stabbing the, the hell out of that alien or whatever. And then, you know, there's, um, Valkyrie, you know, swooping in on a, a winged horse, Pegasus. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody gets a, a cool scene, and um, but yeah, like you said, even to this day, I mean, I've seen it. This is probably like the fourth time we've seen it, and I'm still like, I still get emotional. There's parts where, you know, you know things are gonna happen, so you get emotional even just thinking about certain things. The way they set it up in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen with that. Or, you know, that's a foreshadowing. And then it's just all, like you said, there's no, like, loose ends at the end. And everyone gets, like, not everyone gets a happy ending. Let's say that. Um, But the ones that that you're hoping were going to get a happy ending, that, you know, they they get them. And then we do lose some characters here. I'm not going to tell you who, but... We do lose a couple of characters, big ones, not just like yeah. some randos like, oh, they were barely in that one movie. No, they, they, you lose some significant characters in this movie. And that was hard. <laughs> you know, I remember that was, that was a real emotional, like I said, mo- roller coaster because it's just like we've spent so much time with these characters and we are emotionally invested in them. Again, I hate to I, – I don't mean to bash – justice league or or dc because i love dc comics and stuff but i just i feel like the dc movies just they weren't successful in making us care about those characters yeah 
they weren't like they weren't human characters they were just like these godlike characters and you just if one of them died you're like okay i mean oh that sucks for the team but you weren't like oh no you know like people were crying in the theater when these characters died like you could hear the sniffles and you know grown men were crying (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's such a great movie it's such a great like ending to this whole 10 year 10 plus years of these movies that we've all like spent watching to the point where i remember when we walked out of the theater when we came home i was like i don't know where they're gonna go from here like i was like i don't know what they can kind of like what you're saying like people wanted more i'm like i don't know what more you can do like how can you top this movie how can you top the avengers series yeah i mean they don't get me wrong they've done some good movies like shang chi was amazing and uh the black widow movie was good but i just don't i don't know if they're going to be able to top what they've done with these these past you know these 22 films and then we still have one more really uh which is the spider-man uh far from home that's actually the last movie in the you know the three oh really yeah i think of that movie as more like a like an epilogue because it kind of shows you what happens you know how these these characters are dealing now with after the this blip or this whole snap thing um but yeah such a great movie such great the thing yeah it's, it's crazy because there's a lot of characters that you don't see that you saw i guess they kind of like they kind of have it because there's there are so many characters. So in the in the Infinity War, you you spend a lot of time with these certain characters, and then some of those characters get snapped away; they disappear, and then you don't really see them again until like the very end of this movie. Um, and so you don't spend a lot of time with certain characters, but there's a lot of characters to give screen time to, and mm-hmm. so they they did a really good job with kind of dividing it up between the two movies. Um, and like I said, everyone has some kind of role it feels like like oh yeah well that's that's why you know oh it's a good thing we you know ant-man was there because you know even in seemingly insignificant characters or smaller characters like ant-man has a big role in this movie um captain america who we just met i do like i talked to talked with you about this how like the two strongest characters in the mcu seem to be are both women like uh scarlet witch or wanda as they call her, Wanda Maximoff, and um, Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. They're like the two strong. They're the two that <laughs> we were watching it again. I was like, oh yeah, these are the two that, that made Thanos sweat. Like he starts freaking out, like oh shit, yeah. okay. Uh, he, he always calls for something extreme at, at this point because he's he realizes he's he's gonna lose if he doesn't do something quick. Yep. Whereas even you know even though the guys are badass, it usually takes like two or three of them at one time yeah. to take him on, and uh, when it's just Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel, they're each taking him on like by themselves. Um, so, yeah, I like the way that they, they kind of made them like these su- really overpowered uh, characters. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, every, like you said, even the, the, the little wink to the, the female characters and just everything about this movie was great. I remember seeing, <laughs> I think it was Kevin Smith, uh, if you know Kevin Smith is big comic book nerd, right? And he made he's a filmmaker himself, 
but I remember seeing his Instagram post after watching Endgame, and it was literally just his face in like with tears coming out of it. <laughs> like that was his like reaction after watching the movie. He's like, "This was just the greatest thing ever." And I was like, "Yeah, it's it's literally like a comic book nerd's dream come true to see this on the big screen like this." And I remember there was even those um, there was audio of people had I guess people had recorded audio from like screenings or like the first night screening. And you have all the, yeah, you hear all the, like, yeah, like, during certain parts. I'm not going to say which part it is. Oh, you just hear people, like, whooping and hollering. It, it was this, like, crazy experience. And I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if we'll have anything like that anytime soon again, especially with COVID. This was right before COVID, right, like, the year before. So we had that kind of communal experience where everyone was in the theater just – shouting at the screen and standing up and getting all excited and stuff it was it was a cool event to mm-hmm. to be part of so yeah obviously if you didn't get that from our two reviews we highly 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 recommend this movie but with the kind of the caveat that you have to have really have been sticking around for all these movies. Yeah. You can't have, cause there's some people, you know, I, it's weird to me that there's some people that are like, Oh, I never saw that one. Or, I never watched black Panther. Or, I never watched, you know, Captain Marvel. I'm like, how are you a fan? And like you pick and choose which movies you've seen. Like we, I've, we've literally seen every single one. Well, at least I have seen every single one of these movies in the theater. Like when they came out, I think you didn't, hadn't seen like incredible Hulk or something. That was like the one you, you hadn't seen. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, but every single one of these movies, I, you know, I feel like when they would come out, I'd go see it at the theater. Um, so this is definitely a movie for those people that have seen them, have seen them all. Cause it's like a big, you know, a big wet kiss, <laughs> but anyway. And I have to go back and listen to, I don't know if it's Avengers Infinity Wars or where I, I called out the line but there's a line in this movie that thanos says where he says i'm inevitable yeah. and where he also talks about you know the problem with wiping out half of existence is the other half remembers so that's why the avengers are, are such a a pain for him you know trying to fix things right because he's Instead like just letting it y'all, go <laughs> y'all still remember yeah. y'all are holding on to what was and y'all won't just let it be and y'all are fighting so bad to try to fix this so that's the problem is that you know the the half that remained still are fighting and remember and so that's i don't remember what movie and what line i said but i remember calling it out on the podcast so now i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it and and see because i think there's a line thanos says in one of those movies that kind of relates to this line or one of these lines that he says so i have to go back and listen but but yeah i just thought about that Mm -hmm. crazy movie yeah i mean there was so much work put into this like obviously I feel like, I mean, they did such a good job, really, of of tying these all together. Even with, even the way they like released the the movies in the order they released them, everything like flowed really well together. Yeah, it just makes me think like, how many years ago did they Start plan this? this? Yeah. How, that they started yeah. writing and planning this because, how many years has gone by since? So they started in twenty twelve. 
No, no, no. So Iron Man started in 2008. Oh, my God. That was the first one that came out, yeah. That's crazy. So just think, like... And this one, this last one came out in 2019, so... Yeah, that's just crazy. They had to have been planning this for years. Yeah, and they I know they had they were really strict with, like, okay, you can make the movie you want to make, you know, they would tell the directors, but you have to put... You know, we want this scene in here that explains, mm-hmm. you know, they can, they, it's like, do whatever you want, but we need this scene in here that's going to tie into the next movie or it's going to plant the seed for something that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, for, so that's a lot of planning to do. Lots of planning. Because there was never a point where I was like, what? They didn't explain that or what? That doesn't make sense. Like everything fl- flowed together. Yeah. Everything connected. Like so many callbacks, like everything made sense. It wasn't yeah. forced. It wasn't right last minute that, and that's i think that's the big problem with a lot of sequels is they try to fix something that they did before so they're like oh remember he had that brother and we're like no you never mentioned a brother before now he has a brother you know they'll, they'll do that a lot with like horror movies they'll just introduce new characters that were oh yeah they had a, a brother back then it's like no you never mentioned that now you're just making stuff <laughs> up so i feel like the closest i can explain uh uh i guess the closest thing i can associate it with is harry like potter, harry potter. Yeah, because you you read these books or watch the movies. I recommend reading the books. Mm-hmm. So then a lot of people are like watch the movies and that's it. And I'm like, dude, you never read the books? Those are like yeah. way better than. The I movies. mean, the movies are good. The movies too, are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the books have the so books, much more. So much more detail. So much more yeah. character development. And, um, yeah, like such a deep. Not that the movies didn't have a deeper meaning, or but you missed out on a lot of like. The a lot. political and, and yeah. just Hermione. social issues that were being brought to your attention and resolved or, you know, yeah. just talked about in these books there's this that you whole, can relate to. There's this whole subplot in, I forget which book it was, where Hermione's like uh, raising awareness of like the plight of house elves. And everyone's just like, ah, shut up, Hermione. And she's like, no, this is wrong. Like these are basically slaves that mm-hmm. we keep. That's not in the movies at all. I mean, I think they just mentioned, oh, you know, poor, poor, poor whatever, house poor elf. house elf. Yeah. That's poor it. Poor Dobby. Here's a right. sock. You're free now. Right. They barely touch on it. Anyway, my, I didn't mean to get <laughs> off on a Harry Potter tangent. I'm just saying those books were so, because, I mean, they started off as books. So obviously those books were so well plotted out by J.K. Rowling. Again, whatever you think of her. Um, she meticulously plotted these out that when you get to the last book, you're like, Oh, that's why in the first book, or that's why in the second, you know, everything, you know, ran yeah, together like smoothly. You yeah, would never think yes. About. Even the whole thing with the the Deathly Hallows, you're like, oh, the invisibility cloak. Oh, I get it now. You know, like all these things that that you would think she was gonna like making it making it up as she went along. It was very well plotted out. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the closest thing I can compare it to because everything like that. S- flows together in the in these movies where you're like oh everything connected at the end mm-hmm. um i'm sure somebody will say no there wasn't there was a big plot hole here and that it's like those nerds in that simpson episode are you <laughs> <laughs> uh he clearly plays uh scratchy's <laughs> rib bone twice or i don't know what and gets two different <laughs> notes how do you explain that but anyway um you can't please everybody but to us they're ama- this was an amazing series so and I know they're still making them, but to me, I feel like this is kind of like the crowning achievement. Like this is where they, yeah, you know, they just build up to this, and this was awesome. 
So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any other. I mean, maybe they're starting planning now, but like any other franchise or whatever. Well, and and it this, do it like this. And here's the thing: like like they were the first to really do this. Yeah. And what I mean by that is making all these individual films on these individual characters and then bringing them together in one movie. Now, now it's hard, you know, everyone's like, yeah, what's the big deal? But it's hard to to rewind back to 2008, 2012, during that time period. That had never been done before. You'd never had separate movies and then all of a sudden you just, you know, get all these characters together for one big movie. Like, you can't. There's not another movie that or a franchise that did that. Yeah. Because from every other franchise, it's they all started to you know, in the same movies together. They they weren't they weren't given like individual storylines, and so you can't redo that. No, and but, the, just like the loyalty of the fan base, like yeah. they, I think you mentioned this before. Like Marvel, I feel like w- was really these were the movies that really trained you to sit through the credits yeah. and wait for an end scene mm-hmm. because. You want to see just a few seconds of the teaser, uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Just little teaser that they give you. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, I was always a nerd that would stay at the end of the movie. Like that's something I've always done because I just I, I like to see people's names. Oh, who directed this? Oh, okay, who wrote that? What song was that? That's what it was. So I would always stay to the end of the credits, but I was I was I was. Always, that weird guy that was there and the ushers are coming in. They're like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, exactly. These movies trained you to stay to the very end because there sometimes would be, sometimes it would be funny, but sometimes like the very first Iron Man, that was where it all started, right? The very end of the movie, we had no idea going in. We just thought, Oh, Iron Man, this is Marvel character. Cool. We didn't know what was coming. At the very end of that movie, uh, like after the credits, Iron Man comes home and there's somebody in his house and he's like, who's there? And it, the guy turns around and it's Samuel L. Jackson. You're like, what the hell is he doing at the end of this movie? Mm-hmm. And he's got the the patch on his eyes. So you're like, I guess that's Nick Fury. And he introduces himself as Nick Fury. And he's like, uh, have you heard of the Avengers Initiative? And that's when all the nerds like were like, oh, my God. You know, because that's when you <laughs> you realize – Okay, Marvel's gonna do an Avengers movie, I guess. But at this point, like I said, we had no idea what was coming. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what they were planning. But that was the first movie to start that, and then from then on, people would just stay to the end of the movies or at the end, you know to the end credits to see what clue for the next movie or maybe a few movies down the line what was gonna happen or what was coming. That's how we got introduced to Thanos too. Remember, I think it was at the end of Avengers. Um, he turns around and he like smiles. He's like, "Oh shoot, that's Thanos." But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, definitely highly recommend for all the movies. But that's just me. But uh, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to add about the Avengers Endgame or the whole Marvel thing as a whole? We still have, like I said, we're still gonna review. <laughs> spider-man far from home which is a great movie it's just um it it, it, to me it feels like like i said like an epilogue to the this whole series because it's we've already gotten the big 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 story yeah but was there anything else you wanted to add about avengers endgame um 
No, just well, yeah, I guess if if you finish if you watch this movie and you liked all the Marvel movies up, you know, and you liked this movie, I do highly recommend the shows that Disney yeah. um has put out after these movie so wandavision is a great show that was really great yeah. loki great show uh falcon and winter soldier or what is it yeah falcon, falcon winter, winter soldier. soldier great show <laughs> like all three of those shows were gold yeah we Pure haven't gold. seen this what if show yet which is on but i have a feeling this is the first time that all these shows are i think i'm pretty sure they're gonna tie into these movies that are coming out so it's almost like you have to watch these shows to get because I really feel like they're gonna start pulling into this whole multiverse thing, which is actually mentioned in in Endgame. It's it's touched upon, and you get some information as to what that is, like what is this multiverse theory. Um, but I think they're really gonna be banking on that for these next movies. And the show Loki, for one, is really really based on that whole multiverse theory. So yeah. Um, so I highly recommend those shows. Oh, and I just do want to comment on the whole time travel thing. Like, I feel like in any time travel movie, it's always kind of hard to explain time travel. Um, I feel like it's still kind of hard to understand in this one too, just because everything's going so fast. Like you're trying to fit everything in, but I do think they do a good job at least of trying to explain it. Um, there's a scene where... The Hulk is on the roof of a building in New York with, uh, what's her name? The one before Doctor Strange. Uh, the timekeeper before. Yeah, I forgot her name. Well, it's t- Tilda Swinton, but I forget what, the the ancient one. Yeah. What they call her? So she still had the time stone. And so he went to her and they were uh, talking and she was telling him, like, I can't give you this time stone. Time stone. You're going to mess up my reality just to save yours. Like, I'm not going to let that happen. And so she kind of does a visual and show yeah. explains to him, like, look, if this happens, you're going to create a branch, uh, alternate mm-hmm. um, reality, blah, blah, blah. And so the Hulk's like, well, no, wait, if we can come put the stone right back, it was like it was never missing. That clips that branch. So I think they do a good job of trying to explain the whole time travel thing. Um, but it's, I'll be honest, it's still kind of confusing. And I was like, wait, okay, let me try to think about Yeah, this, this is probably like my seventh <laughs> time or something watching this movie. And I finally got it. Yeah. Like, I got Same. it this time. Like, I finally understood. Um, and again, it, it, it ties into this whole multi multiple realities thing, alternate realities. That's basically what this deals with. And I think it helped that we saw Loki because that really does yeah. talk about this whole branching off of the different timelines and stuff so yeah so i mean it's not important like you're not gonna be like oh i can't i don't understand this movie but if you really start thinking about the time travel thing you're gonna be like wait what (laughs) yeah because especially if it's your first time watching the movie because there's just so much going on you don't have time to think about the whole time travel thing um to try to figure it out but because i've seen this movie so many times i was able to really grasp what they were saying and it made sense. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they explained it pretty good, actually. So then I'm thinking, is time travel really a possibility? <laughs> Just the way they explained it. I'm like, this actually makes sense, kind of. So Yeah, um, they weren't, I mean, let's be honest. I think the, the movie to best explain time travel, at least with their theory of time travel, was Back to the Future. Like, they really just, when Doc Brown's like, no, but you don't understand, Marty. This is... <laughs> 
1985, you know, the second version of 1985, like he's drawing it all out on the, on the, on the chalkboard and all of us idiots are going, Oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) But again, in this movie, they kind of say that's BS. Like that's not the way it works. But of course, who knows how time travel works? It doesn't, you know, I guess we can't get Einstein back in here. Um, or I'm sure there's some quantum physics, physics or some theorists out there who would probably explain it a lot better or differently. Yeah, I really want to know how close they were in this movie to really explaining what we believe time travel is. Because, I mean, it sounded pretty legit to me, but <laughs> but anyway, that's all I have about this movie. <laughs> yeah, great movie, obviously. Uh, we recommend it. So Follow us on Instagram yeah. at Third Row from the Front and let us know what movies to watch and review. Yes, and we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.